It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a final episode uh, this week and maybe, maybe of the season. That's right. By the time we reconvene, the season might be over. Hopefully not of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. As always coming up, you will hear from Ron Rivera. You will hear from Jack Del Rio. You will hear from Scott Turner. And we will get you in and out, let you hear from the coordinators, the men in charge of putting a plan together to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A couple of news and notes items before we get to a final injury report and Alex Smith word on him. We wanted to tell you that 10 years ago, Friday, as we record this, January the 8th, 2011, the New Orleans Saints had to visit the 7-9 and Seattle Seahawks. And that was known as the game that Marshawn Lynch went bonkers on, beast mode, and the Seattle Seahawks, again, playing at home with a raucous sellout crowd, ended the New Orleans Saints season. New Orleans had won the Super Bowl the year before. And, of course, Marshawn Lynch and the Seahawks ran all over them. It was back and forth for a while, but Lynch had a monster game. And again, 7-9, and nine, yes at home, yes with a thunderous crowd. The Washington football team not going to have that, and they don't have Marshawn Lynch. But anything is possible, right? Uh, and as we've talked about from time to time this year, and as we've talked about from time to time this week, of course, Ron Rivera was the head coach of the Carolina Panthers in 2014, 7-8-1, taking on, yes, a fourth-string quarterback in Ryan Lindley and the Bruce Arians-led Arizona Cardinals. And they won that game, once again, at home because they were the winners of the division. Also, 21 years ago, 21 years ago on Friday, January the 8th, the last Washington football home playoff win. That's right. The last Washington home playoff win. So just a couple of interesting news and nuggets, if you will, for you as we get things going here on this final edition. Let's get you a final injury report uh, from Thursday. There is slight change to this, um, not a change, but an update. Let's put it that way. And that is 
on Alex Smith. Now, Alex Smith, his status hasn't changed officially. He is questionable. He was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. The thought all along has been, well, he's still likely to start, barring some sort of setback, right? So Ron Rivera on Thursday said, boy, I wish we had an extra day, which I wish we had an extra day too for healing and for preparation time. Also, Ron said, look, Taylor Heineke took the bulk load of the reps on Thursday, the final full practice of the week. Now, they had a walkthrough on Friday morning, and apparently Alex Smith came back okay. And he came back into the facility feeling fine, I guess, as it was determined by John Keim of ESPN. So the expectation is, barring a setback, into tomorrow that Alex Smith will start for the Washington football team. Now, how long he goes, we don't know. If there's an alternative plan in terms of rotating right away to keep torque and pressure off the leg, to give him a little more time to recover, that we don't know. Uh, It's a possibility. It's a possibility that we see Taylor Heineke just at some point. Uh, It's a possibility still that something happens overnight now or today or tonight or tomorrow morning or in warm-ups. To Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke has to start. But right now, it looks like, per John Kine, uh, that Alex Smith returned to the facility okay today, looked all right, and there's once again renewed optimism that he's going to play and start. Uh, The final injury report looked like this. So Alex Smith limited, so was Kevin Pierre-Lewis. He is questionable as well. So was Terry McLaurin. He is questionable. So was Antonio Gibson. He is questionable. Thomas Davis Sr. once again did not practice. He's been ruled out. Uh, And again, he is going to retire as soon as this season is over. So uh, being that the Washington football team are heavy underdogs, eight, eight and a half, depending on what book you're using, betonline.ag has them at last check at eight and a half, I believe is what the number was that I saw. Uh, And I am not touching that one. I can tell you that much. Um, You know, the... Washington football team, of course, isn't expected to win this game. Uh, no, it's it's actually eight now. It's actually eight now on uh, betonline.ag, which is where you should play, which is where your boy plays. Um, so Saturday night, eight-point favorites uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with an over-under of 44-and-a-half uh, for you. Minus 400, the Bucks on the money line, plus 320 for Washington football on the ML. All right, um, so you have that situation. um, And again, just quickly wrapping up the injury report. Uh, So Thomas Davis is out. Kendall Fuller was a full go in practice after being limited on Wednesday. We talked about that uh, on our crossover uh, Thursday episode with Locked on Bucks and James Harrison. Um, uh, So we had that. Uh, Brandon Sheriff was full on Thursday as well, and so was Jonathan Allen, so they are good to go. Uh, Sheriff was limited earlier in the week with a shoulder. By the way, Brandon Sheriff, first team All-Pro AP selection at right guard. That is like the first time since Matt Turk, I think, was a first team All-Pro. It's been a long, long time. Now, that's the Associated Press Award. Uh, To be quite honest with you, I don't go crazy over that, uh, just because, you know, just because... Um, I, I don't think in a lot of ways those guys 
necessarily watch a lot of football outside of the teams that they cover, and they watch bits and pieces, and it's more a reputation thing, kind of like the Pro Bowl, uh, but nevertheless, uh, neither here nor there. I mean, congratulations to um, Brandon Sheriff, uh, certainly right timing, Ed Block Courage Award winner earlier this week, and now first team all pro for the Washington football team. So congratulations to him. Final injury report for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it was Carlton Davis, a full go. He's their best corner. So he is questionable, but expected to play. Mike Evans was limited on Thursday after not practicing earlier in the week. He is questionable. He is expected to try and play. Don't know how effective. LaShawn McCoy, DNP. He is questionable, but he was a DNP on Wednesday and uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday and Thursday, uh, which is generally not a good sign. Ronald Jones was full, so he's fine. So is Jason Pierre-Paul and Ndamukan Sue. Uh, and once again, it is going to be really tough to run the football against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. All right, so that's your news and notes right here on our final episode. When we come back, let's hear a little bit from Ron Rivera on Thursday. And we'll try and squeeze in a little Jack Del Rio and Scott Turner as well before the show is out. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm Chris Russell here for our friends at rockauto.com. Yeah, that's right. I was watching uh, news network coverage. I saw the Rock Auto television commercial uh, pop up on uh, CNN uh, the other night and, you know, it got me to think, you guys, I need to tell you guys, in case you didn't see that, and in case you just listen to us, which is good, you need to go to rockauto.com, right? So here's how it works. Rockauto.com doesn't have that big overhead that the auto parts superstores have that you've got to pay for the building, you've got to pay for all the shiny new uh, toys and shelves and employees and all that stuff. RockAuto.com just gets you the very best parts, foreign or domestic, car or truck, new or old, anywhere, anyhow, any model, any make. You ask for it, they'll get it for you at the very best prices. You need a fuel pump assembly, you need, um, you know, uh, something, you know, vanity for carpets, rugs, uh, you need a new mirror, they can get it for you. Again, foreigner, domestic, rockauto.com is where you want to go. And when you go to rockauto.com, see the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever, ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We are with you on the Locked On Washington football team podcast as we count you down to kickoff Saturday night, 8-15, Tampa Bay and the Washington football team at FedEx Field. I'll be there. We'll have a fresh episode, win or lose, early Sunday morning. 
2020 is mercifully over, guys. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your favorite podcasts like the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Appreciate you guys being with us. And away we go with Ron Rivera from Thursday after the final main practice of the week, the head coach of the Washington football team. All right, guys, we can open it up for coach. Uh, Nikki, you can kick us off. Ron, happy, happy birthday. Um, are Thanks. you are you able to give us any sort of update on Alex Terry and Antonio beyond their status reports? Just how did they look in, in practice and what's your feeling going into Saturday? Well, um, they look good moving around. You know, we have them off to the side doing things that we had them doing, and they all look good moving around. Um, Alex still a little bit sore. Um, you know, it's one of those things that I kind of wish we had an extra day just to be sure, but we'll see how he is tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, – you know, we had Taylor took the bulk of the reps and, uh, and, and we went through practice today. And secondly, with everything that happened yesterday in the city, um, was there any sort of meeting or discussion with the team about everything that went on? No, we, uh, we were trying to get the feel and the pulse for the, uh, for the players and, and it seemed to be very positive. Um, you know, I, I talked to our, our director of player development and, and they just seemed to be in a good place. And they had a lot of energy today in practice. Uh, we had a lot of fun at the end of practice. Uh, they were harassing somebody about their birthday. So it just, it was one of those things that, you know, if, if the mood had been different, I most certainly would have addressed it. But I, I just didn't think th- there was the need for it right now. Hey, Ron, and happy birthday. Thank um, you. Something that's, of course, uh, one thing that Scott mentioned yesterday is that you guys are certainly not babying Taylor Henneke as he might possibly have to play in this game. One right. of the things I was kind of curious about is, do you feel like this is the kind of game where the quarterback can simply manage it and you guys can get through it? Or do you feel like this is the kind of game where there's going to have to be some plays made by the quarterback or whoever is back there? <laughs> you know, what's interesting about this is, is, you know, a lot of times, you know, you look at the your, your personnel and you say, Hey, if, if we got this, 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 we just got to get, get the ball in their hands. And I don't know if you necessarily would say he, he has to manage it, getting the ball in their hands, or he has to make plays getting the ball into their hands. Um, I think we have guys that can make plays. So we've got to get the ball into their hands. Uh, we can manage it. I think, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with the, the play calling obviously, and, and, and then reacting to the defense and making good decisions but I think if we manage it and we do spread the ball around and get the ball into the guy's hands, they can make plays for us. I mean, th- this really is, 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 uh, I think as far as our team is concerned, you know, we're, we're trending up. We got a group of guys that are, that are, we, we, we think can become playmakers in this league. Uh, they've shown their playmakers. Uh, good example is what happened last week with, uh, you know, with, with, with the two touchdowns we scored. I think, you know, Terry and Logan both showed that they are guys that we can go to in, in, in the red zone and get the ball in their hands. Um, you look at what JD has showed us over the over over the course of the season. You know he's a playmaker. Cam's a playmaker. You know Peyton's a, a physical downhill runner. Guys like that. You know you just got to get the ball to him. And so I, I think that's what you know the quarterback has to do. Whether it's it's Alex or it's Taylor, it, is we got to get the ball into the, those guys' hands. And obviously, I know that it, regardless of who's going to be back there, it's going to be very important for you all to establish the run in this game. And I know how much yes. more difficult it'll be with Tampa Bay. Um, and I'm at this point, I'm more or less curious, how do you, with the defense as stout as they are, what do you do in order to create those kinds of success? Because we've seen what happens when the team gets away from running like the Carolina game. You've mentioned that a couple of times. Yeah. And we've seen what happens when you guys stick with it. So how do you guys 
um, stick with it, create success, at least for an opening, a possible big play there. Well, I think the big part of it is, 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 is this game. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to keep this game close. We, we've got to play well on defense. Um, we've got to put points on the board when, we're, when we get the opportunity and, and make sure we keep it close. If we keep it close and they, they, you know, they can't pin their ears back knowing that we got to throw the ball. It gives us a chance to stay balanced. And that's what we have to do is stay balanced against these guys. And I think we can, I, I do, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a good challenge for our young football team to find out exactly where we are and, and, you know, doing things the right way and keeping it balanced gives us an, a, an opportunity to, to keep uh, the run pass question in their mind. Hey Ron, I, I wonder, you've talked a lot about, uh, you know, the importance of, of having the pulse of your locker room and, and kind of leaning on your experience. I wonder today w- when you came in, is that sort of an example of, Hey, maybe we're not going to address the team because you felt out the vibe. Do you feel like that's an example of, of maybe the advantage of that? I do. Um, it's kind of hard though, because of the, the COVID because we, we can only have guys in early that are getting treatment or working out. And so when you try to interact, you don't have the big groups of guys like you normally do. And so, you know, as, as we kind of went through it today and just trying to see how everybody is, it just, you know, the, 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 the positive vibe, you know, I, I think was, 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 was good. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, one of the things that we were going to address really was, you know, what had happened at the, at the Capitol, but also, you know, the result is, you know, is, is Congress went back and, and finished the job. And so, you know, we know, you know, what, what now, now there's no doubt, there's no chance that, Hey, this is our president going forward. And that's kind of, I think how the guys felt. And so, you know, the intent was to, to talk after practice, but they had a lot of energy, a lot of positiveness about them. And, um, you know, I I felt that might've been a little bit of a little too heavy for, for, for them. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And, and I wonder, you know, when last week when you kind of had that routine set up for, for the late start, did you learn anything, you know, through that routine or, or are you going to tweak or adjust anything maybe um, now that you have an, another late start? Felt good about it, um, you know, and getting the opportunity to see the guys and how they were interacting with, with, with the stretch. You know, we had to do it socially distanced. We had to set up 10 stations, you know, this massive ballroom. So there's a lot of area for each guy to, you know, to work. And, 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 you know, a little music going and you could see the guys were kind of, you know, they're, they're, they were kind of relaxed, had some energy, you know, and, and one thing did ask is, Hey guys, let's don't extend, expend too much energy during this. Let's just make sure we're getting a good quality stretch and, 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 and activating our bodies. And so I, I think that'll, you know, that, that again is the same approach that, that we're going to use and, and use the same, uh, same format. From a, a defensive perspective, and obviously you coaching on that side your whole uh, career until becoming a head coach, um, but just from a purely defensive perspective, what do you admire about a guy like Todd Bowles, who's known as an aggressive guy, but seems like, at least based on what I've seen, you know, maybe can kind of play it both ways, like he's not married to just one style, I guess. Well, I, I think guys that have been in the league for a while um, develop that, that, that repertoire you know, you, you have to adjust to your opponent. You know, I can remember back in the day when, when, when playing for Buddy Ryan and, and, and listening to him talk about defenses and what you have to be able to do. Um, and he always used to say, you know, he, he never went in with just one thought in mind. He went in with a couple of thoughts because he said, what happens if they've prepared well enough that they, they're stopping this? You've got to be able to adapt and make a change and go to another area. So don't, you know, don't just get married to one. And I, I think, you know, veteran coaches have had a chance to see all that. And Todd has done such a good job with it in, in terms of being flexible, adjusting, adapting. 
um, you know, that, that, that he's right back where he's, he, you know, he's been in the past and, and that's near the top of, uh, or at the top as a, as a defensive coordinator in this league. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. What are some of the things you're telling your guys and your coaches that you cannot do in order to keep playing in the playoffs? Well, the biggest thing is we can't turn the ball over more than anything else. And, and, and we have to play disciplined football. Those are probably the two major things. Uh, biggest thing, you know, and just try to remind the guys this is about what we do and how we do it. So make sure we know our jobs. We know our assignments and we know the why. That's probably the most important thing for us as a, as a, as a young team that's developing and growing is that understand that these things are the important things to help you win. These are the negative things that we, we, we want to be aware of that, that can create the loss. And I know that the three picks that Alex threw against the Giants maybe were kind of thrown out because it was his first extended play, but he has had three picks in the last two games. Just why do you think his position isn't normally where it usually is? Well, I, I think obviously his, 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 his injury plays a little bit into it. Um, and that's unfortunate because he's, he's, he's been so clean this year after the Giants, uh, uh, opportunity. So, you know, and again, I'm not too worried about it. He's a veteran guy and, and, and he's done some good things and he'll continue to do good things for us. Aaron, happy birthday. Uh, Thank you. You've said that, you know, you, you never considered taking a year off. Uh, you know, you knew you wanted to coach right away after being let go by Carolina, but I was just wondering, what do you think it would have been like if you had taken the year off, obviously, you know, with, with the cancer battle and everything, and does that make you more grateful for having an opportunity like this on Saturday? Yes, it does. It really does. I can't imagine having been in any other situation or set of circumstances. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, in reviewing what I went through the other day, you know, the, the biggest thing that, that really helped me through this entire situation set of circumstances other than, you know, my family and my wife and my daughter being here constantly, my son coming in to help out is, you know, was Dr. Casolaro and Ryan Vermillion, our head trainer. You know, you're talking about two guys that helped me and helped advocate for me as I went through and try to navigate the ins and outs of getting cancer treatment. Um, and that's a huge story. That's a huge part of the story. I don't think people realize that, 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 that there's a lot of difficulties, a lot of pitfalls. Um, and I was fortunate because I had people that helped me to avoid those. I can't imagine having to try to do that by myself. I really can't, you know, um, it's, it's interesting. I, 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 I've got to, to talk with uh, Dr. Marshall over at Georgetown, uh, he and his wife, Lisa, who went through it, Liza, excuse me. And it's interesting because there's a lot of parallels um, and, and we've talked about that. And, and there were a lot of parallels between what I went through and what she went through and she was fortunate, and we were talking about this because her husband is who he is. He was able to help navigate that for her. And this is something you know that I, I've spoke about, and, and, and I want to be an advocate for this because it, it, I can't imagine it. So, so people say, well, what, if, what would happen if you had taken the year off? I don't know. I, I really don't. And, 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 and it, 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 it scares me to think about what, what, what could have happened. Um, so I'm very fortunate. There's a reason why I'm here. Uh, there's a reason why I went through what I went through. Um, and, and, and I think because of it, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I think I'm better for it. I've learned from it. I want to help. All right. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com. That is part of head coach Ron Rivera from Thursday afternoon. Good luck to the birthday boy from Thursday, turned 59 years old. Did Ron Rivera, and as 
he mentioned there the 30th anniversary of his 29th birthday. All right, we are brought to you by betonline.ag. Told you about them earlier in the show. They've got the Buccaneers as we record this mid-Friday afternoon as eight-point favorites. Uh, We told you about the money line. We told you about the over-under. I think I might be tempted to go over, over with one of my bets. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Over the 44 and a half, I think it'll be a higher scoring game than most people are thinking, even though Washington's defense is pretty good. I might go over the 44 and a half at minus 108. All right, so that's what I'm thinking about at betonline.ag. But, you know, I can do that because I've got money in my account uh, and I can have a little fun. I can have a little juice on the game, just like I did last Sunday night. Uh, And so can you at betonline.ag. G. Go there right now, guys, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. NFL action all weekend. The College Football National Championship on Monday night. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we finish up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with a little sprinkle of Jack Del Rio from Thursday afternoon as well. My question for you is, you've faced Tom Brady 10 times so far in your career as defensive coordinator head coach. I'm just curious, what have you learned about facing Tom Brady? What have you discerned? What are you taking into Saturday's game from those experiences? Uh, Quite a bit. I mean, uh, obviously he's... He's really good, you know, uh, the combination of Bel- Belichick and, and, and Brady have won a lot of championships and um, and knocked a lot of people out of the playoffs like like us a couple of times. So um, a great player and uh, obviously a great competitor. And, you know, the, the most impressive thing for me looking at him, watching the tape here late in the year is that he, he looks like a young man. He does not look like um, somebody who's, you know, maybe tailing off as, as the year goes on. So I was hoping to see that, but uh, he is, he's, you know, it looks like Tampa has been uh, good to him being down there in Florida. And, um, you know, he's moving around well and his arm is live. And so uh, we've got a big challenge. And then we asked Ron about this, but I guess I wanted to ask you as well, too. Um, He's talked about the exuberance that the defense and the team overall has had just getting excited for this game. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm sure that Chase Young after the game on Sunday said, I want Tom. I was curious, what's your reaction to one that? But then also to just the reaction to the team that they're willing to step up and they want to face the best of the best. They're not shrinking in this situation. Yeah, I mean, we're excited to play, you know, to be alive and to be in the tournament. And, uh, you know, we understood that when we won, you know, that we would get Tampa. So I think, you know, he's, he's just laying it out there. I mean, nobody's backing away from it. We're, we're, 
you know, we're going to go compete. And so, uh, um, you know, I mean, we, we are, we've got a young team um, and, you know, we're looking forward to the challenge. I mean, we are working hard to prepare and understand our opponent. Uh, that's what we do each and every week. And it's really no different this week in terms of our approach and how we're attacking it consistently. Um, we'll put a plan together and go compete, but we're looking forward to it. Chris Russell and then Sam Fortier, Pete Haley. Hey, Jack, good afternoon. Um, just curious, like back in, I guess, August, um, before you really had any game tape to watch your defense, is this about what you expected in terms of the overall performance? Is this a lot better than you expected? Like if you could remember back then, just kind of like what you were envisioning in your head for your unit. Well, I don't really look at it that way. You know, I don't. I don't try to predict the future. I just attack it each and every day, come in with energy, um, you know, work on, work on developing the mindset that we need to compete and be tough and, uh, you know, and, and work at the, you know, just coach and teach and working with the staff and developing our players and bringing them along every day. And, uh, you know, really about, it's more about the process and enjoying the process and join each other, uh, building trust and building accountability and those, you know, just working at it. I don't come in, you know, you know, looking at it like, okay, at the end of the year, it's going to look like this. I just, you know, to me, we attack every day and, and, and we're looking to maximize every day and every opportunity we have to grow and build trust and, uh, and an understanding. And, and that's what we've done. Thank you, Jack. You bet. Jack, your young defenders have talked a lot about, I think, you know, watching Tom Brady as, as they were growing up as kids. Is there any concern that maybe, you know, the challenge against someone like him is not just physical, but also maybe mental? It could be, but I, I don't see it that way. I think our guys are, are dialed in, uh, working on the preparation, looking forward to competing, you know, and it's just keeping it that simple. So um, there's, no, there's no question the guy's a great player. And, you know, some of these guys, I think Chase, you know, what Chase is 20 and Tom's been doing it for 20 years. So it's like, you know, when he was born, Tom was winning championships. So, um, you know, look, the guys sustained success uh, at an amazing level um, throughout his career. And um, but for us, you know, that's that's we're not we're not playing 20 years of, of Tom. We're playing one night and one game and, and looking forward to the to the competition. Thanks, Jack. Uh, hey, Jack. Uh, just curious. Uh, how have you seen Tom Brady adapt to what Bruce Arians does and are there any concepts they brought over to New England? Like, does he still run a, some of the same stuff that he had success with there, or is, has he adapted to an entirely new system? I think it's, it's been a, a blend. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Bruce has done some some uh, some great things in in his career in the league, and um, and and bringing Tom in. You know, obviously, they're gonna they're gonna incorporate some things that Tom likes and does well. So that that's been a there's there's been a little bit of blending there. Certainly, some things that uh, that that I re I remember seeing from you know the New England uh, approach as well. That are part of the game now with with Tampa. But um, yeah, I mean they're good coach, good good quarterback, and a lot of good players. You know they're they're a very talented offense. Yeah, I mean they have so many weapons. Is this the best kind of overall offense or offense or just a set of skill players that you've faced this year? Yeah, I haven't really looked at it like in terms of ranking them. I just know they're really good. You know, every week there's a new set of challenges, and um, you know, you, you're trying to 
you know, make sure that you account for the playmakers they have and the, and the system that they run and the things they like and try and get them slowed down. We want to, we want to give our offense the ball as much as we can. And, and to do that, we have to slow them down. And, and, um, and so that's, that's the goal, you know, just get the ball back for our offense as often as possible. All right, that's just a small taste of Jack Del Rio as he wraps up his first year with the Washington football team as defensive coordinator. Coming up now, we'll hear just a sprinkle from Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator of the Washington football team. So, you know, obviously, as you looked at Alex from from Sunday night, he comes out really strong on third down, the first drive, and then he rebounds at the end of the first half. What kind of, in your opinion, happened in between that uh, that maybe led to his struggles? Was it all on the cap or was Philadelphia kind of doing something to you guys that uh, maybe kind of got the offense out of rhythm? Uh, no, I just think, you know, the one thing that their defensive front really played well, I thought um, all night, you know, I think our you know offensive front played well as well, but they, you know, they, they got some really good players up front. They were missing some guys uh, in the back end, but, you know, some of the guys like uh, Brandon Graham, um, you know, those guys were really, they were bringing it. Uh, you know, the first drive was great, you know, obviously going four for four on third downs, um, was good to start and then obviously scoring on a 91 yard drive and then you know they uh yeah they you know they made some plays um obviously we took a loss on the second drive we kicked the field goal uh because defense gave us great field position um and then as you said the two minute i mean it's gonna go there's gonna be some back and forth uh when it comes to those types of things uh you know i just give credit to them for making some plays All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on LOWFT. Thanks for being with us all week, all year. Hopefully this is not the end in terms of... in terms of the season, hopefully there will be an upset victory and Washington will give a good run and we'll have a football game to talk about. If not, we'll be back, uh, like I said, Sunday morning at some point uh, with a fresh episode and into Monday wrapping up the season and then the Washington football team will wrap it up, clean out their lockers, and then we will see what this offseason holds for all of us. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks again for all of your listenership and for downloading, and please continue to spread the word. Uh, We will be here throughout the offseason. Good luck to the Washington football team, and again, thanks for being with us. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.